0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cinema Hangover, where three completely unqualified individuals drink and talk about movies. My name is Taylor, and I'm with my co-hosts, Shannon. Hello. And Oliver. Yo.
1: I love when you introduce the podcast. You're so, like, enthusiastic about it. Yeah,
0: because it's a fun show. But yes, first off, what the hell are we drinking?
1: We are drinking... Red wine. We love our red wine. This is like the 50th time that we've drank red wine. Because it's the good shit. I'm not complaining. <laughs> it is an ultimate Cabernet. Um, what the an fuck? Australian. It's from Australia. But it's called Aurora and it has the Aurora lights in it. And I Ooh. do not think... Is it called Aurora lights? That's mm. not right. Aurora. Northern oh, lights Aurora Borealis. Aurora oh, um, Borealis. I do Borealis. And, and there's caribou on it. Yeah. That is definitely not in Australia. I
0: know, but for but you know, I don't know, that's okay. Is it good? It's quite nice, though. It's been a hot minute since I've had uh, red wine, so it's a
1: very it. fancy wine for a not so fancy movie. <laughs> nope, isn't that yeah. right, yeah. Oliver?
0: I don't know if it's this not fancy. This movie is not it, what you would. Th- this like,
1: wine like, like, does like not fancy. pair with the movie, except for the Australian aspect. But
2: yep. maybe, yeah. I'm not complaining. Today we're talking about. The new movie, Talk to Me. Woo!
1: The yeah. new horror movie. New horror
2: movie. It getting is. a lot of praise. Talk to me. And I'm just going to read off the synopsis because I don't really want to go into spoilers right away. It's such a new movie. Hmm. Uh, the official synopsis is, when a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying superna- supernatural forces.
3: Yeah, no, that's yep. like sure actually I think that's exactly a really good way to put it. What it is, yep.
2: without saying too much about what it is,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I'm
1: just gonna dive right in because I want to start are you talking like, about spoilers, it. Or... Um, no, I won't. Okay. I won't include the spoilers. I Damn. mean, everything that I'm saying so is, I, I... that was in the trailers. Oh, yeah,
2: I I kind of want to say one thing before people watch it though is that oh. I don't think it's a movie that you would think there's there's a scene of like an animal in distress in the beginning that I think would bother. Some people... Oh. Oh, for sure. Like oh, yeah. It's, it's one thing to expect like dogs dying in a movie, mm-hmm. but uh, in this movie, I guess I won't say any spoilers, but there's an animal early on that's in distress. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty sad moment. Yeah. yeah. So if you're really conscious of that stuff, just be aware of that going in. Yeah. And then there's a ton of violence and gore and other stuff in this movie. Yeah. It's a horror movie! But animal, you, an, but you know, animal violence, like that really gets to a lot of people, so true. I feel like it's fair to call out. True. Yeah,
1: true. I was going to say that This movie is, like, perfect for the younger generation. Like, the stupid little (laughs) Gen Zs. Damn. (laughs) What? I don't know. It just,
2: like... That's so... That's such a <laughs> whack thing to say. That's oh, so... Oh, sorry. You <laughs> just said whack. Let me explain. Yeah. <laughs> so...
1: Nobody at this table would fuck around with the shit that they are doing. That's a good point. Because
0: nobody fucking got common Nobody sense. <laughs> older
1: than us would fuck around with the shit that they were doing. It's all Gen Z kids that would take a hand and be possessed by okay, a devil Okay, wait, wait.
2: Is it, is it because of... so the g- I- But the idea is... So this was directed by two brothers, the... Philip? Pow Brothers, oh man! If I'm butchering that, I'm sorry. But what have they, they made before? Nothing. This is their first movie. Oh damn! Wait, yeah. this, yeah. Is, yeah. Their this is their movie? first movie. Okay, which yeah. oh, is good culminated. shit. Yeah, and so they good saw shit. A lot of yeah. This is their first shit. movie ever. Um, and damn. they actually came from YouTube. There are a couple of YouTubers. Yeah. Oh, a channel called Rocka Rocka. You should check them out if you're listening to this. But damn. the reason that I was I was, I was I was saying that is. Uh they said in interviews that the idea of the whole thing is that people it's supposed to, like a hand the hand or the possession thing is supposed to be a thrill similar to like how people do drugs or mm-hmm. people yeah, drink, yeah, drink yeah. alcohol. Yeah. Like and way in to that describe, way yeah. people do way more stupid shit.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Oh, but I it's see. just like the idea behind it, I feel like I don't know if this movie would have completely worked fifteen years ago.
0: Well, here's the thing: the as you're mentioning the
2: idea that teenagers always do stupid shit. Yeah, do stupid shit and seek out thrills. I mean, shit. Look at that. As 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 a
1: kid, would you have been like, "Yeah, sign me up for this fucking demon to possess my body for 90 seconds"? And if it doesn't close the door in 90 seconds, then you're screwed. Yeah, that's yeah. But they don't really. They don't
2: really know. I think the whole the whole attraction in the beginning of it is that. It's like this social media thing that's happening, and like they see it on which social again, media, which is like right, right. Cool. right working no, with 15 no, no, years I, ago
1: would that have worked? No.
2: Well, no, of course not. But it, I think that it's like it knows its do, audience. People, well, mm. yeah, and mm. I think people, I think people just, especially kids, do dumb shit all the time. Yes, yeah. they do. Like, like the <clears> Tide Pod I, Challenge.
3: I was about to say the about <laughs> challenge too. Yeah.
2: yeah, but I mean, yeah. even kids, even kids in our ge- generation, we did the cinnamon challenge. That's not
1: dumb, though. People literally dude, choke. And yeah,
2: dude, get cinnamon, challenge up like cinnamon challenge is like really bad. Okay,
1: if you choked, and yeah, I'm gonna stop what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, um, you probably shouldn't
2: say. What and also say think about it. how
0: like teenagers were depicted in like the 80s and 90s in those horror films. Like they were treated like, like fucking I think, dumbasses. I think that I yeah.
2: think that it's it's we have sensibilities because of yeah, like horror movies and stuff. And I you know. I think that we, none of us at this table would tempt fate, but yeah, there are dumb kids out there, and I agree yeah. that, like, not even there are dumb kids out there, like, kids are dumb when they're young. Yes. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I was too. Everyone at this table was. No one No mm-hmm. one was above doing stupid shit. <laughs> now maybe you would What get,
1: stupid shit did I do?
2: I'm not going to put that on the podcast. <laughs> you've done, you've done uh. a lot of stupid shit, and that's okay. Everyone does. Yeah. The only point that I'm making is, yeah, maybe none of us would, like, opt to be potentially possessed by a demon because the whole thing in the beginning is, they think everyone's just faking it. Exactly. Yeah. They yeah. think so, it's just a ruse. N- yeah. So, you know, none of us, but all think about how we went in the mirror and we'd say Bloody Mary, or, you know what I mean? Like, mm. we did stupid shit that could lead to something oh, weird happening. Bloody Mary. Yeah, exactly. What was it Bloody Mary? It was Bloody Mary, yeah. Like, there's there's always those type of things that people do. So, it's not that far off. And Shannon's laughing because she just realized that yeah, <laughs> just like, hey. we, used to do, we used
1: to do Bloody Mary at my daycare and we'd go in there and, like, scratch our faces to make it look like we. So, and yes.
0: this is how a whole movie starts.
1: And I d- had done the Ouija board once. So oh, my God! Like you can't.
3: Oh,
1: uh, for fuck's sake.
2: Pot on the kettle black. Like,
0: Fucking shit. Uh, <laughs> fuck!
1: Sorry. So, God damn it. Sorry. I don't recommend doing it. <laughs> don't.
0: Fuck, fuck, yeah, yeah, like, uh, you know, key thing. Don't do Ouija boards. Like, I'll just say don't that right now. Don't fuck
1: with the spirits. Don't uh, fuck with
0: spirits. No, <laughs> no just, matter like, what. All right, but back to the movie. Yeah, I mean, I mean
2: the, the movie So Shannon will tell you not to fuck with the that spirit. This is like a Gen Z thing, but, but I don't know. No, I don't, I
1: don't think it's like necessarily a Gen Z thing. I think it just like it knows its audience. Oh yeah, it, it
0: knows how to keep it relevant to the younger generation. Yes, for sure. that's
1: yeah. a better way to put it. I guess. Or I don't even
2: know. I don't even know if it's the younger generation so much as it just it's like current times. Yeah, it, it's it's like, very current. Snapchat is a big part of it. Yeah, like, but social media. I, is a big part I of could it. see like.
1: Other people that are older that like horror movies not really enjoying this as much because of it.
2: Really interesting. I don't know like. If I do you agree. feel like there
0: would be uh, there's enough there that creates a disconnect, or
2: yeah, really? I don't know if I agree. I mean, really, like
0: but... it, it makes me think. Like, say for instance, if someone younger is watching an older horror film from, like, say, like Freddy or something like that, and they see some of the old tech. Yes, there might be some things making go, why the fuck they do it that way. But I do you think there's still enough in the film for people to latch onto that? It's just a a minor element versus something being so distracting?
1: I mean, maybe, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, probably. But I also think that there is, like, I don't think it'd be 100% relatable to everybody.
0: Gotcha. So you think, like, because it's, like, showcasing so much current elements, like social media and stuff, it... And inadvertently losing,
3: like,
2: its ability
0: to connect with certain audiences.
2: I don't know if I agree that it's, like, all about the social media aspect. Like, that aspect... Well, it's not, but... That that only plays, like, a small part, I feel like, in the beginning to kind of get things going. Right, just story is like I wouldn't say it's, like, a typical horror story, but it's, like, something we've seen in horror movies before. And there isn't a whole lot of, like, social media or any aspect of it that necessarily dates it to being, like, a Gen Z... I think I would say the majority of the movie, in fact, like, isn't focused on like young kid things that only young kids would know.
0: Ooh, here's a prime thing that comes to mind. Like, well, for... I,
2: I mean, it. It's a rated R horror movie that's like pretty. deals with some pretty like adult hardcore themes shit. and hardcore shit. That's like grief and trauma and.
1: No, for sure, but they are like seeing everything unfold via social media at this party and they're like oh is this real let me Ooh, test it here's, out it
0: prim- starts well yeah here, well here's a prime example if you think about like horror movies or honestly any teenage movie from back in like early 2000s everything was like transferred through like phone messages from like flip phones and shit yeah. that shit was like common and then before then it would be through like say ms messenger or some shit and then before then it'd be like the hard hardline Phone connections mm-hmm. and stuff. So technology is always a crucial relevant element when it comes down to like teenagers. Right. But, but then the, c-
1: but then there's also like the aspect, not even just like how they're seeing this like unfold, but then mm-hmm. there's the aspect of like it is you your friend is in front of you being possessed and your first instinct is to pull out your phone and start uh, recording. Like mm. that's just like that's what I mean. Like it 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 knows its audience and I so that aspect think of it. that the younger generation would definitely enjoy this movie a little bit more than I think in generation. But
2: we just watched Bodies, 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 which is And like that's the same thing. Exact same thing. Exactly. Except, except I'm, even, I, I'm I would not, say... Like I'm even, not arguing that. Even more so. Bodies, sure. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is like a satire on... 100%. That 100%. Whereas I think this, in my opinion, only used that like social media aspect to kind of get the movie going Like in the device? beginning. Yeah. In the beginning, it gets everyone in a room together, kind of. Oh, yeah. And then... After that, it's just kind of like its own horror drama thing going on.
1: <laughs> Taylor's dancing with his wine. Hey, it's been. Hey, is it so, good?
0: Sometimes when you have like that good sip of wine, you're like, yeah. <laughs> 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 I had to have a moment." I'm sorry. I feel that. <laughs> but no, I, I see what you're saying. It's it is definitely used as a tool just to get people together so like the plot can happen. Yeah.
2: And yeah, I didn't find it. I mean, I'm not Gen Z, and I I didn't find it that distracting, really. Like, to me... It, I'm to not me
1: saying it, it's distracting. That was never, like... I'm but not But I guess what I'm saying, saying is I that. didn't
2: think that it was even, like, necessarily made for Gen Z. I, I more so is kind of... Like, if you're saying I'm that, not
1: saying it's, like, necessarily made for Gen Z. I mean, maybe not Gen Z only. I think after millennials, you probably lose your audience.
0: Oh. So, like, say, if you're uh, trying to get to, like, an old school, like... Mm-hmm. That's like, so
2: interesting because I don't know that I agree. I mean, you can watch... You Like, you can watch Friday the 13th, and you can enjoy that, and that's basically about, like, that's that's like a 70s retro summer camp that just does not exist in the same way that it used to. And you can watch that, and that entire premise doesn't hold up to today.
1: Mm. Yeah, but there's a little bit of a difference between us and the...
2: Well, yeah, anyway, I mean, we don't have to hang on to it too much. Just so, <laughs> that's just I think so it's interesting. Easier I don't really for, agree. I think
1: it's easier for our generation and if there's anybody that's older that's listening correct me if i'm wrong but i do think it's a little bit easier for us to
0: understand watch
1: older movies and kind of understand it than i think it is for the older generation to watch all these like newer trends happen and kind Mm. of understand it maybe not like newer movies i'm not saying that the older generation can't enjoy movies anymore. But, like, when it comes to movies like Bodies, 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 or when it comes to, like, a horror movie where the first half is, like, everyone pulling out their phone and recording someone being possessed, I could see that older generation sitting there and being like, what a bunch of fucking idiots. I
2: agree, but I think that's the point. I think the movie is trying to... It's, like, trying to point fingers at that. Yeah, but I almost feel like the younger
1: generation, like... Just thinking about my little brother. Sorry if you're listening, but I can almost see him like watching this movie and thinking nothing wrong with the fact that somebody is being possessed and he's recording
2: it. Oh uh, yeah, I think yeah, that he they're... would
1: be like, "Oh, that's just normal."
2: That's just <laughs> because normal. it is normal.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. but it's not. N- it's but it's not normal. <laughs> I mean, it,
2: we can we can move past it. Yeah. it just we're just kind of going in circles on it. But that's really interesting because I didn't pick up on that. I felt like it's a movie that was. I mean, yes, I did see the same things you saw, but I I, I, though. yeah. I thought that uh, it's just kind of the age of the people that are in the movie. Naturally, that's going to be like kind of a part of what it is, and I think that it kind of just gets everyone together in the beginning. But yeah, I mean, essentially, I love how he's they, like, "Let's move faster." And <laughs> <try this."> <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, essentially, the entire movie revolves around the idea that you can grab this em- embalmed hand that's like a porcelain hand centers around this embalmed hand, and essentially if you grab it, you can ask, you you light a candle and you say, talk to me, and from there you can, you're like holding hands with the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And you can then say, what, well, I let you in? Is that what it is? Yep.
1: Yeah, something say, of like, that sort. I, I let
2: you in, and from there, the spirit has access to you and will possess you as you're holding mm-hmm. this hand. And the whole rule that they come up with is you can only do it for 90 seconds. After 90 seconds, bat, like, you know, may around. not want to leave is how they say it. And yeah. also the candle um, is a
0: way in order to open a doorway yeah. and y- yeah it opens you have the door to extinguish and the candle to the, close candle the door. Blow the candle and
2: let go of the embalmed hand to close it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at first it's kind of like they're all messing around with this hand and and it's like periodically getting possessed and they all describe it as being like it's an out-of-body experience basically. It's like like you're like you're they fashion. treat it like
1: they're doing a drug. Yeah, like, yeah which is the whole idea There's literally that they were. a sequence where everyone kind of is like doing it and they're just showing them going through it yeah yeah and it's just like if if you didn't know that they were being possessed you would have thought that they were like doing drugs
2: yeah mm. and that was what which that is was like what the, the underlying message yeah or... that's what the directors were trying to go for it's yeah. basically like this is the next thrill next kind of like addictive thing yeah for these people but it's all fun and games i guess literally until the little brother of well not i guess not the little brother of the main character but the little brother of one of the characters who is the main character's kind of like Best pseudo friend. family. Should we just kind
1: of get into spoiler alerts right Well, now? I'm just kind
2: of gradually getting into there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I
1: think what you're about to say is kind well, of a spoiler alert.
2: Gonna, okay, well, that's what I was about to say is it kind of is all fun and games until the little brother uh, plays the game and then from there things kind of get crazy. It goes straight to shit. And that happens pretty early and I think it's a pretty big plot point and spoiler that I think if you are at all interested in this movie you should just watch it. Yeah. Um and from here we should just go into spoilers. I don't yeah. think I don't think there's too much to talk about. I think a lot of the fun of the movie is going in not knowing much about it. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh,
1: for sure. Um
2: mm-hmm. I th- not that it's not fun without that, but I think that like it definitely increases the shock value of what happens yeah. next,
3: for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So time for spoilers. Yeah, Mia played by Sophie Wilde is the main character in this movie. And her mother supposedly killed herself two years ago. And when all shit goes haywire with them doing the hand possession is, like, the two-year anniversary of her mother's death. Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: the way it's kind of portrayed early on in the film is that it was, like, an accidental death. But in the back of her mind, it's she's kind of like... we. Pressing the idea that it was suicide, even though the evidence is kind of indicating that. So yeah, I think
1: think there's like, I don't know if it like ever really fully answers it. I think that there's like part parts in the movie where it's like, Mm, you think that she does, you think that she commits suicide, but and that's why I think that there's also this huge underlying message of like addiction. Yeah. Because I think that it kind of explores that too. That maybe her her mom uh, was addicted to drugs and. May have like overdosed. Yeah, so um, it, it's it's not it's a fully answered. It's a,
2: hmm. it's a difficult movie to analyze what exactly is going on because almost immediately into the movie, uh Maya, Mia, 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 Mia almost immediately, or her mom in, calls in, her in, me. Yeah, almost immediately into the movie. She does this, you know, does the talk to me kind of ritual mm-hmm. and is in there for too long. I think it, they said it was like five seconds over. Yeah, she was 90. over like for So a she bit. was in there for like 95 seconds or whatever. Um, And at that point on, things start to get weird. But it's kind of in hindsight, you can look back. And at that point, all of a sudden, everything that's happening, it because her, she's our protagonist and main character and it's her perspective, everything after that point is sort of subjective. You don't really know... If things are happening the way that she sees them happening, there's mm-hmm. a lot that's left. In the end, you kind of realize that these entities have the ability to manipulate kind of everything that she sees mm-hmm. and understands. And every so it's indicated, it's kind of still left ambiguous about her mom, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of indications that it was suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's, but then
1: there's also like a lot of indications that it maybe wasn't.
2: Yeah, and it's it's intentionally, I think, left ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Uh, she and she doesn't want to believe it was suicide. So once she starts seeing her mother, uh, because the door is open, and her yeah, mother spoiler is
1: spoiler alert, the it, mother comes.
2: Well, spoiler alert, it's not her mom. It's actually. Yeah. Well, I know. Dad, but yeah. Oh yeah. But it, it's essentially um,
1: obviously like. Yeah, but give you have to me think a about, break.
2: But you have to think about. She is. She's like this pretty broken. Girl, no, for and she's sure. She's like I looking get it. for any I sort of rationality. It, but it's
1: like you are literally inviting demons to possess you. And then mm-hmm. you see your mother or hear your mother because the first time she hears her mother through somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just believe that it's her. I mean, I, I mean, get it, I, but, but I'm she like. She also says the fuck. the big thing
2: was that the mother immediately. So through the Called voice, me. Yes, right. through right. through the voice of her friend's little brother, uh, Riley, who's played by Joe Bird, uh, he he plays the game and he's young. He's the youngest one there, like mm-hmm. a kid, um, and so he plays the game. Kind of, they're all having this great night playing this game, and he plays it, and he is possessed by what seems to be Mia's mom. Mm-hmm. And, and I think an important
1: talk. thing to say is Riley's actual older sister because mia is not his older sister it's yeah. kind of just his older sister's best friend alexandra
2: yeah. yeah. jensen yeah her name's jade um jade.
1: she did not want riley to play this game because no, she, she realized right, pissed oh, this off. Is off. Yeah. and that's something that... and walks out basically um it's at her house yeah it's at mm. her
2: house and they're all playing this game
1: and riley convinces mia to let him play him play and she's like, but only for fifty seconds. Mm. That was a thing, and ninety seconds is the cutoff. And then he plays. So yeah, I plays. I feel to... like plays is not the right yeah, word. No, <laughs> it kind of is that.
2: It is kind of like play that way, though. Yeah, and and you. I'm glad you brought that up. That it's kind of that dynamic there because one of my oh, yeah, favorite parts. About, one of my favorite parts about the movie, actually. Yes, the horror is really cool, but it's so. It's such a tragic story, but it's so mm-hmm. interesting to see all the dynamics and like you really understand where everybody sits in the situation. Like yeah. you totally get after what happens and we'll explain what happens. Um, you totally get why Mia is in the wrong and Jade is in the right for hating her after this. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you also understand why Mia did it in the first place because Riley's kind of like her little brother and wants yeah. to be yep. cool and nice. Yep. Like you get why everybody is doing the things that they're doing. And then you understand why this, they're, they're, all their relationships instantly become really complex. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think it's super cool. But basically, but basically, uh, Riley plays this game. Mm. He starts to talk to Mia, and then he goes fucking crazy. Well, he's and he's starts, talking to Mia, and he, he is
1: Mia's mom. Mom. Well, and so allegedly. she allegedly, allegedly, and so she does not close the door after fifty seconds. Yeah, she basically fact, like, forces all yeah. oh, like, right. yeah. In fact, yeah. she keeps the door open longer than the 90 seconds, and His, he goes And her hand is also contacting the other
2: hand, too. Yeah. yeah. She's forcing him to hold on to it, basically. Yep. Her yeah. Her hand is kind of... She, everyone's on trying
1: to, like, to stop it, and she's and like, think, no.
2: So I don't think that... Yeah. I, I, I'd be interested to rewatch it, because I don't think that she makes it go over 90 seconds, but she makes it go over 50, and then when they say it's 90 seconds, they try to pull it away, they can't. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, so that's exactly what happens. So I don't exactly think, happens, I don't think yeah. that
2: she intentionally... I think that's kind of part of the interesting dynamic. Yeah. Is I don't think she intentionally which would tried make to sense to. She just wanted to talk to her mom as long as she possibly. Which could. would
1: make sense to w- yes. We'll talk about it in the ending. I can bring it back in the but, ending. But w- it could. It would make sense if you're right and he does not go over ninety seconds. Yeah,
0: they, uh, like so, once that they hit the ninety seconds. Yeah, second
2: so part, they're like, so basically he starts to like choke and freak out and he starts in super fucking brutal fashion. <sighs> Bash his face against the corner of the table,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, and I'm talking like a kid, mm-hmm. and he is fucked up,
3: mm-hmm. and then
2: he goes flying across the room Ugh. and starts. Well, he starts pulling his eye out. That was oh rough. God, starts, yeah, the eye. That was and then rough. he starts bashing his head against the the corner table, and once he's about to basically end it. Jade jumps across the... Bursts Dude, in, jumps across the that room. That was the ultimate fucking, fucking, fucking heroic sister, sister. Yeah. God damn.
1: And it is... Like, breaks her hand and, or yeah, he arm smashes in his order head against to, like, her hand try and stop him. Corner, yeah, you know? that shit. And Fuck.
2: it is, like... Brutal. It is... I the, thought Tim was dead. I was like, yeah, he's done. He's but it's done. almost... It, it's, it's not even almost. It is worse what the reality is, is that he's, like like fucked beyond belief like, His, he, it was like is he a vegetable now like, well yeah he couldn't he was un- completely unresponsive yeah. so anyways he is so fucked and he's just a kid which yeah. makes it so much worse I feel yeah. like so many movies don't show kids getting yeah. fucked up like that yeah um, they, like, they might like hint at it especially like yeah. movies but it's kind like of this. a taboo thing to do in movies like, yeah to have kids die and kids. Yeah. but yeah. they go full bore yeah they're like well we're gonna go um, for it and so immediately it is like uh, immediately there's like now this conflict Oh, yeah. It exists. Whereas, we missed is... a key
1: aspect of the movie. Oh, go for it. The very beginning. In
2: okay, what sense? Know. The two brothers. Oh. oh. Well, I mean, that can kind of come into the, ba- into the end, too. I mean, yeah, it's okay. connected. It's, it's connected, okay. yeah. So, basically, go you, about, you talking
1: about that just reminded yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I was like, there really isn't a whole lot of, like,
3: cold open. brutal
1: scenes with anybody else in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's mainly just the little kid. <laughs> I can definitely
0: understand why they chose that as the cold open because when you take that out and just do it based on the scene after that, you don't really get that super horror movie vibes until like the touching the hand thing. Yeah. So I bet they did that. It's like, all right, let's mind people then for a horror um, movie yeah. And I'm going
2: to be honest with you, like hot take. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't super love the cold open. Really? Uh, yeah. I was watching it and I was kind of like, Oh, this feels exactly like every other horror movie that I've ever seen. See, I like, like,
1: I like completely forgot about it.
2: Yeah. yeah, until it got called back. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's a bit of a foresight of what is going to happen with some of the main characters.
3: Mm-hmm. So... Yeah,
2: I, I get it. I mean, it shows, it shows essentially the effect that leaving the door open can have on somebody. Yes, that, right. that's yeah. what it all serves to do. But you know, I think, and I, also. I, I feel like that's the most stereotypical feeling part of the entire movie. Well, also,
0: like, I, I, I can definitely see how this can be a bit of a cliche with whole movies. But it's also a way of kind of creating a suspense of, oh, shit, the main character is going to go through this. Mm-hmm. How is this going to happen?
2: But you also don't have the context for that until far later in the movie. So it's not like, oh, no, he played the game and he left the door open too long. And that's why he killed his brother or attempted to kill his brother and then killed himself. You only get the context for that cold open Quite a bit later in the movie where they explain that the reason he did that is because he... Well, don't you think...
0: Long. Well, just to make me realize, do you think the reason code opens are used, not only because, you know, cliche of horror movies, but even when you think of, like, say, action movies, or I think even movies where they start in the middle, oh. but they go to the back, That's, it's it's a way to gain the audience's attention, yes. so they pay attention. That's to 100%. For sure. No, I yeah. totally get it. Yeah. I mean,
2: I, I'm not saying that I don't understand why it's there, but I'm saying for me... It didn't I d- work. I didn't, it didn't really mm. work. I didn't really yeah. need it, just because yeah. it felt like... Don't think that's overused? Not even... And it's not the fact that there is a cold open. That mm. doesn't bother me. Mm. It's the cold open that we get. Oh. It just felt like okay. very... Like
1: you've seen it before. Yeah, I've seen it before.
2: And um. and I had heard so much about this movie going into <laughs> it that it was like, you know, the best horror movie since Hereditary and all Don't this they stuff. always say stuff like that?
0: Because yeah. it's like fresh and new and it's not like... I, absolute hadn't dope dope it. I hadn't
2: heard it in the same communities like I had with this one. Oh, shit. Um, all
1: right, here's my hot take uh, since you're bringing that up. I'm just... I gotta say it. Oh
2: shit, we're gonna completely derail after I this am sorry, I am sorry, but
1: <laughs> we ask a question all the time: Is the hype was the hype on this movie deserved?
3: Only. And dude. my
1: yeah. answer for this movie is that the overhype almost ruined the movie for me. I didn't
0: even realize it was hype until after I saw the movie. It was That's how I felt so, about Barbie.
1: Yeah, it was. <laughs> so, sh- sh- we'll stop. it was it was so overhyped and i think that it being called the best horror movie in a long time kind of ruined things for me not that it was a bad movie i think it it, it was i think it was a really good movie but when you hear that and Mm -hmm. you hear so many people saying that you create this expectation in your head but and that's I not feel fair like to the movie. exactly well, that's what I was about to say. It is like setting the movie up for failure because yes. there's nothing that the movie could do. I don't even think the best horror movie could compare to a bunch of people saying it's the best horror movie. I think so, it just will like always be overhyped when people say that. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. I, so I I think what I'm not going to like speak on behalf of everybody, but my like analysis of that comment of like it's the best movie since Hereditary. I think it has a lot to do with, like, in the times we live in, we get a lot of horror movies, more Mm -hmm. than we did before, which is awesome.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: But we get a lot of, like, run-of-the-mill... Dumpster fires. Maybe not even (laughs) quite dumpster (laughs) fires, but just, like, run-of-the-mill, like, jump-scare-fest, existing IP, like, just, like, sort of bland... thing like, horror movies we've seen before, So a hundred times before. And, Mm. I mean, and that's not to say that there aren't good ones that come out, but I think that this one for a lot of people is just refreshing in it like it's it doesn't it doesn't feel like a lot of horror movies you've gotten before maybe in the themes and stuff that it deals with or how it deals with it like mm-hmm. there's a lot of nuance to it um and i think that that's why people are latching onto it at least that's what i think mm-hmm. and for that reason i agree i think it's a lot more it takes a concept that you've seen in horror movies a million times like the possession concept mm-hmm. and it really like elevates it to this really cool height where it's like nuanced and you know Mm -hmm. deep and there's all sorts of cool dynamics and all these things that make it definitely for me stand out from other horror movies that we've gotten recently I mean Shannon and I watch her like every new horror movie that comes out in theaters and I can't remember half of them because like they're just all very forgettable but this one for me I think will stick out
1: I (laughs) guess like as like the more that horror movies kind of change Mm -hmm. because I feel like they have Maybe not all of them, but I feel like some have changed, like Hereditary and Talk to Me. Like
3: mm-hmm.
1: I almost like wish there was like a different genre than just horror movie. Like to mm. me, those mm. movies kind of fall in between thriller and horror. You like know, it's not quite thriller, I can agree, but it's that. not quite horror because when I, I think it it's when that. I think about a horror movie, like I want to leave the theater scared. That's mm. so like, interesting, and it doesn't necessarily need to be a jump scare, but I want to be like. Creeped out, like don't want to go to bed at night, and this movie didn't do that so for I, me. So when people are saying it's the best horror movie that they've seen in a long time, and then I go and see this movie, hearing those, hearing that kind of takes away from the movie, and yeah. not that it was a bad movie. So, I think it was a good movie. I
2: think I think it taps into this is kind of in that genre that's being talked about a lot, which is that like I think it's a stupid term. <laughs> I, no, I know time. what you're to say. Elevated horror. Tapping into and it's interesting because horror is subjective. Yeah, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the horror movies that we see, Shannon and I see in theaters, do nothing for me mm-hmm. in the sense of like I don't leave scared. Yeah, anybody can kind of jolt you and make you jump, which is what yeah. every horror movie does. It's a lot harder to build actual tension and suspense and fear. That is that's an, true. Art. That's an art. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I think that for me. Although Talk to Me isn't necessarily like a super terrifying movie or anything like that. There are some some really cool imagery. There is some really, maybe not cool is not the right word, horrifying imagery, mm-hmm. horrifying moments that, yeah, I go home and maybe I'm not like checking my closet at night, but it, may, it's, it sticks with me longer than those other movies, mm-hmm. kind of like Hereditary, which is the other big one that they hang on to. I don't think Hereditary is like necessarily like a terrifying movie. But it's really unnerving, and it has oh, this, yeah. like, level of anxiety to it that kind of gives you this, like, uneasy feeling that a lot of other horror movies don't do. So we
1: never got to release our Hereditary, did we?
2: Not yet.
0: No. Not yet. I think
1: that one was ruined. Yeah. No. That was back yeah. in the... Back in the early days. Day one of Cinema Hangover, and we I don't could, think we ever I got to release that
0: movie. it. I love We could always it's, do a redo. We yeah. should, because... I love that
2: movie. I mean, if that's a spoiler for it, and and... I think this movie, I I think it's unfair to say that this movie is is as good or better than Hereditary because for a, a sophomoreic film that Hereditary was for Ari Aster mm-hmm. and the previous movie only being a short film, mm-hmm. Hereditary is like a masterpiece in my opinion. Mm-hmm. This movie is really fucking good and for a first-time director. Hell has yeah! No business being as good right. as it is for a first-time director. Like, I guess that's crazy to me
1: for sure. I guess the reason I kind of wanted to bring that up is like that's a question that we always ask: is the was the hype deserved? Yeah. And I think that there is a point where yes, the hype is deserved, but it also can take away from people's experiences. I think no. we may have talked about and it. And I mean, the podcast you, Oliver before. and I have talked about this. Many times recently, like I don't, I don't know if this if is necessarily the hype, but I feel like there's this new era of trailers, like releasing well, so to much. Did not show much. No, I know, but I think like releasing too much in the trailer, mm. and that also is like taking away from movies. Like so- I would rather just go into a movie not knowing anything and not knowing what other people think. Uh
2: don't think that's true because you're the queen of wanting to watch a trailer before we watch a movie
1: yeah you're right yeah (laughs) i like to i like to know what i'm going into but also i don't want to know what i'm going into i like to know what i'm going into to a certain extent i think it
2: taps into exactly kind of one of the things you were complaining about in the beginning or maybe not complaining about but criticizing the beginning of this movie is that i really do think Social media has done a lot of damage because it be, it creates like echo chambers and it creates a maybe hype, that's a better way to put it. It creates a mm. hype bubble, yeah. And I think like, I you know it's it'll we'll have to do a podcast on it. We will. Shannon will make us. But a Barbie. spoiler a spoiler <laughs> alert for Barbie is that I think Barbie may be one of the most overhyped movies I've seen in a long time. It's really good. Well, you're just wrong. Okay. <laughs> the only point that I'm making is that social media is a bitch and it, it will yeah. make yo. That's a quote
0: for the like yeah. for, for, for season one podcast. Social media is a bitch.
1: That's that's just that's gonna be the description for this, uh, the caption for this movie when I post it. You know, I just episode blah blah blah. Social social media is a a
2: bitch. bitch. (laughs)
3: Yeah, 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 Put that on my tombstone (laughs) because it's so true, though, because. It it, 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 creates it really is with movies and creates, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it
2: creates this echo chamber and it creates this hype bubble where if it doesn't meet this like crazy high expectation, all of a sudden you're left feeling a little disappointed. Yeah.
0: I will say that and it's it, not fair. It can be used as a very useful tool because, like, say for instance, um, reminds me of a term of like a shadow like dropping um, either a game or a movie. I'm not even sure if you could shadow drop a movie, but it's the idea that. You just send something out with like little to no marketing whatsoever, but because social media is that great megaphone of word of mouth, you can really get a not. You go beyond cult following and it can become something that's mainstream. It's a
2: double-edged sword for sure because it creates hype bubbles and it creates those echo echo chambers. But it also gets the attention to people that like maybe wouldn't otherwise have it. Talk to me is a tiny, tiny movie. It's a tiny movie. Do you yes. know how much it also, in twenty
1: four, which me and Oliver love. Yeah, so it's a yeah. and we actually just bought a poster from them. Are you yeah, serious? We did actually for this movie. Oh my god, for this that's movie. Awesome. Yeah, but
2: anyways, it's a <laughs> tiny movie that like only had a few show times every single day, yeah. and especially in times of like Barbie and Oppenheimer, <laughs> this movie came out. Came out oh, I hate him. <laughs> I said Oppenheimer
3: too. Barbie! Well, these, the, reason the, that,
2: the reason I say that is because they are these huge, massive movies that are, are like dominating the box no, office. For, sure. and for this tiny little independently made horror movie to come out and, and the, to get the, the attention. The theater is pretty
1: packed, too. Yeah, to, yeah. There's Sneaking only like in. three
2: show times, and to get the, sh- the attention that it is getting, I think that's awesome. It is. I would nice. much rather people champion little tiny independent movies like this than giant, massive movies like the the ones I just mentioned. Even though,
0: at least for, oh shit, you know what? I'm going to save those opinions for later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> save that for another podcast. But I will say this. Um, getting a chance to see this film, I was just looking at it for what it had to offer. The context, that again, this was made by first-time directors, that just gave me... You
1: didn't hear a lot about this movie before no, you I watched not. it.
0: No, I did not. No, I think I oh saw gosh, clips of the yeah. trailer. What did but that was you it. think? I honestly thought the film was fascinating in the sense that the subject matter was willing to explore and how it was honestly a tragedy for the main character Mm -hmm. and what ends up happening to her. I find it fairly fascinating because I think horror movies is one of those key genres where it is not expected in fact it's almost encouraged for something absolutely awful to happen to the main character and that's like a part of the lesson of the film Mm -hmm. and horror movies in many ways like the whole aspect of the monster and the fear and anxiety it's honestly a a plot tool or story tool to explore something truly heavy and dramatic Mm -hmm. and that's why horror movies that are really good are actually in combination pretty damn good dramas like Mm -hmm. like a prime example that keeps coming to mind even though it's not a well okay i'll use two examples hereditary the thing that makes that movie stand out is that it's very dramatic in terms of like the themes it's going over, well, it's, and it's a, think, a heavy
3: drama. Yeah. I think,
2: I think for for me, what I really, really love, like it's my favorite horror movies nowadays. Yeah, I have a soft spot in my heart for like the dumb, cheesy like slash films, the, like, like, like the same ones I was just saying, run yeah. in the mill horror movies. Like yeah. I will always love those and have a soft spot for them. But yeah. the horror movies that I love the most nowadays tend to be the ones that are like interesting stories and dramas first and horror movie second absolutely and and when i say that i mean like to me that is why i love hereditaries because it's like this genuinely tragic family drama (laughs) that all of a sudden becomes this like pretty terrifying horror movie yeah talk to me is kind of like this really tragic story about this of like of loss and despair and
0: A, a and a prime thing to that that kind of builds up on that point if the horror movie elements were taken out, it would still be a damn good film because the drama for aspects sure. are Definitely. still strong. So and that's what makes it good. all of these actors
2: are yeah. first time that... actors, by the way. Damn, yeah. all of them. Yeah. And part that, of and
1: that's something that I love about A twenty four. Yeah. Is they are well, that... always looking for
2: these actors. That was more so the directors than A twenty four, but but A twenty four does that too. Yeah. They like will just find would... people A24 on the and be like, "Oh, small... you have a cool look." Yeah, and A twenty four champion small movie makers mm-hmm. and which is actors. great but yeah all of these are first time actors the the philip uh, philippo oh gosh i'm sorry philippo brothers the directors yeah uh they were steadfast in what they wanted to do with this movie, mm-hmm. and they said they wanted it to be in Australia. They wanted it to be with Australian cast and people that Which they picked. Which is curious, Australia because Australia is
0: known for censorship like crazy, and I'm surprised well, they got it, as much it done. Because couldn't,
2: it couldn't get, it wouldn't get picked up by bigger studios unless they didn't make it in Australia. And they did, they used uh, like big name actors and stuff for what it was and the themes and horror. And so... Hmm like honestly good on them they just like believed in their product they got like a bunch of different like sponsors and stuff and made the movie they wanted to make and they got into Sundance which is like Mm -hmm. nobody gets into Sundance and then from there the rest is history and from Sundance A24 picked it up for distribution so it's super super cool I love that type of stuff it feels like a little success story for it is yeah for these two guys are just making movies and do what they want to do like that's I said, awesome. like I said, champion your little independent movie makers. Okay. If you had to choose between the big box office movies and movies like this, these are the ones I would rather see championed. Mm-hmm. But all that to be said, it is a really interesting sad drama about this girl before it is even a horror movie.
3: Yeah. And, and I think
1: that's where kind of going back to what you said earlier about like horror being subjective, mm. you said that you kind of like the story and then the horror. I feel like if I'm going to a horror movie, I want the fucking horror,
2: mm. and then the story. I I just want to
1: be like like horror is number one to me. Yeah. Like I want to go I want to go into a horror movie and be fucking scared and, when and I
2: leave. I I agree, but I think for for me, a lot of what makes things scary is caring about the characters and caring about the story, and like no, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but and, I think
1: that's like where yeah. it does become subjective like yeah you want something completely separate than what i want going into a horror movie yeah
2: Fair enough. and i think i think for me a lot of horror isn't jump scare or maybe not anymore, that you want but
1: you need something
2: no it elevates it for me yeah to have those elements how, to have it be it, like a good movie to ma- you. it makes it scarier if it yeah. isn't jump scare fest or it you know it does have interesting characters and interesting you know storytelling that makes it
1: there was like no jump scares him. in this movie. No, and I
2: love it for it. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with hereditary. There's like no jump scares in hereditary. Thank goodness. Yeah. Man. Like it it's yeah.
0: So well, like to that point, like when considering how this film makes you actually give a shit about what's going on with the characters. Like the prime example is Riley. Like you go through this film getting introduced to the characters and understanding, you know, how they're connected and how the family dynamic is. And Riley's, you know, a young teenage kid who's, you know. Kind of distant from his sister because that's just shit happens when you come to those type of families and it's just the way it is. And he's just trying to connect with people and he's trying to be as cool as everyone else. And when this whole trend of the possession he's thing like comes, like your on...
2: stereotypical little brother that wants to hang out with his like cool older sister's friends. Exactly. Right? I exactly. love
1: Mia and Riley's relationship. Yeah. so, like the first scene that you see of them, honestly. And maybe, maybe there's something I missed, but I didn't even know that they weren't related right off the bat. Like I almost thought they were like step-siblings because mm. he like goes and picks her up and then mm. they're just fucking jamming out to Chandelier in the car. I think, I think and it like, movie... just creates this like good bond between them. Yeah. At first, I genuinely thought that it was like a stepbrother brother situation. Oh, fair enough, fair enough, yeah. And yeah. then yeah. they come home and she walks into his but actual... That could have been on purpose, I actually. Think that yeah. movie, I think this movie a, is yeah.
2: so, so brilliant. And how quickly it's able to immediately establish relationships between its characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the So first scene, basically, you see Riley and his friend, and his friend is smoking a cigarette, and you see the conversation between them, and you kind of immediately understand that Riley can be pre- peer pressured, but also that Riley yeah. can stand up for himself and like yeah. has scruples and all these things. Yeah. And then that scene is followed by Mia and Riley in the car singing and having this great time, which establishes that she's not just her older sister's friend, or he's... She, yeah, she's not just her older sister's friend, also Riley's friend. Yeah, yeah. And then you meet you meet you know Mia's friend, Riley's older sister, and you see their interactions, yeah. and you under you start to like um, very quickly understand the dynamics of everyone, mm-hmm. including the mom played by Miranda Otto. Yeah, I think she's like the only I like, like actress character. that's like you know like an less. actual big actress. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She is Ewen. In Lord of the Rings. Oh my fucking god! I was trying to remember, yep. trying to figure out why I yep. recognize her. That makes so much sense. Yep. Okay, and she's great, and you immediately understand yeah. that she's a mom that's like super busy and working, and you know, like trying to care for her children. But she's also but aware. She's also, she's also very aware. And like no bullshit, and, all, and it's just really cool. Like she's the, like,
1: uh, if you're sneaking out later, just make sure you lock the door. Yeah, she's like I'm fucking not sneaking real. Sneaking out, okay, we'll just lock the door when you do. I was like, when, that's like
2: the most real yeah. mom ever. Like, goddamn, yeah. <laughs> that's fucking fire. Is there a party tonight? I just love how she goes. Yeah, into I the love group. that too. And
1: that's gonna be me as a
3: parent.
2: So again, I'm just gonna manipulate all she the. She like kids. goes into Riley's room and she's like, "Okay, Riley, so your sister told me that you're having a party." That was some great shit. And I love that. I was like, like there is "Ooh, party start." You know, just like it's it's so. It's really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. That was fantastic. All that to say is like it's so efficient in establishing those di- those dynamics and those relationships. Yeah. That time, it's like one scene per character and you kind of immediately understand how they all It's efficient. Yeah. The only character relationship that you get no time to see is Mia and her dad. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was really interesting. You actually never see his face until the very end. Well, Mm -hmm. it's also most likely
0: another purposeful element because it's showcasing the priority of the relationships that Mia has while her father's like out in the distance like all the time. Yeah. 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 No, it's like
1: removing herself from... Her actual family and kind of like exactly. pushing herself into this other family.
2: And before you even and before she even say, says it, you kind of immediately know that she yeah is removing herself from her father. Mm-hmm. There's some sort of weird weirdness there. You don't really know what it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah. she's declining all of his calls. Whenever he's in the room, he's not in focus in the camera. Mm-hmm. Like it's very interesting. And then you come come to find out kind of why. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, essentially the entire plot revolves around Riley and. Trying to save I know, Riley's soul. We've barely
1: even talked about like the actual plot yeah, of the movie. Trying yeah. to
2: save Riley's soul. Because essentially yeah. what what they say, what what the rumor is or whatever, is that if you die while the door is open, they'll have your soul forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because it's not funny, it's interesting. <laughs> it's funny. It's interesting because the entire I guess this is the biggest spoiler alert for the entire movie. Spoiler! <laughs> the entire movie is built around Mia, who is working with her mother to save mother. save Riley. Yes, and it turns out to not be your mother either. It's a, just a completely other dead person, Most likely. whatever. Yeah. yeah. But the entire movie is focusing around this, and they come to the conclusion that you kind of have to put him out of his misery because right now he's in purgatory, kind of. His mm. soul is like trapped in between, sort of. Yeah. You have to put him out of his misery. To only come find out that the reason the demon or whatever you want to call it, ghost, is telling that to Mia is because of exactly what they tell you immediately in the beginning of the movie, which is that if he dies while the door is open, they will get to have him forever. Right. So the the demon, I'll just keep calling it that, is trying to convince Mia to kill Riley so that they can have Riley forever. Right. Mm-hmm. But Mia thinks she's trying to save Riley. Right. Right. And then in the end, who dies? Nobody but Mia dies at the very end, and so they have her soul forever. Yeah, and yep. then I think it has one of the coolest ending scenes in a horror movie I've seen in a long time. It's very predictable; I knew mm-hmm. it was coming. It's very predictable, but it's it's crafted it's in, cool. such, it's craft in it, like, such a the cool way that it like happens. You know what's happening, but it's still really terrifying yeah. and like really sad.
0: So that presents a really fascinating point when it comes down to storytelling in general. Even if we've seen the tropes, we've seen the cliches, we can predict the story elements, all that jazz. Is this movie an example of how execution is absolutely paramount? Because even if you've seen it a thousand times before, if it's crafted well, it's worthwhile.
2: Yeah, I, I think so. And also, I think it's a good example of how you just how if you trust your audience, mm. your movie will be better for it. What There's do you mean? No, like it. We all came to the same conclusion at the end of that yeah. movie. But it doesn't necessarily like handhold you. It kind Mm. of just Mm -hmm. gives you information as it progresses. It never, there's never once like a flashback to remind you of something you already saw in it. There's never like (laughs) crazy (laughs) indications on camera or anything to like tell you what you need to think. There's not really even a, a moment that's like, Mia, don't kill him, or he'll be trapped forever. You just know that yeah. right away, yeah. and then you also know that because she died, she is now trapped forever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's. I really... do have a,
1: one question though, because yeah. I don't know if it was very clear. Mm-hmm. How was she the one that ended up dying? Did Jade she push her?
2: Fell and it's. It seems like oh, yeah, so she was. Mm-hmm. It. I think it's another ambiguous thing. I think yeah. it's kind yeah. of like she's following the same footsteps of her mother in a way, in that. Essentially how Mia dies is she is about to push Riley who's in a wheelchair into the middle of this like highway to kill him to save her in her eyes. But in reality, damn him to, you know, basically the spirits forever. Yeah. Um, and it kind of, she's kind of having this like existential crisis moment, um, and then it just kind of like flashes, and she's laying in the road, mm-hmm. and she and well, and you, well, it flashes, and then you see you like
1: see the whole car wrecks from the person from well the done. point of view yeah. of yeah. the people in the Driving. car, which but you don't. See, yeah, it's very traumatizing. You don't see what they hit; you just see them hit something and then crash. Yeah, which is like oh, very so- traumatizing. Yeah. And, and then-, then it flashes to. Mia laying in the road. road. And And, then you're like,
2: wait. And she gets up and you see in the background that Jade is holding Riley in the wheelchair. Mm -hmm. So you don't really know if she was pushed or she jumped or if she fell. Or if she's even dead. So yeah, she gets up and then time starts, she kind of like passes out it seems and wakes up in the hospital. And then time starts to move super strange where she is seeing Riley recovering. Mm -hmm. Which is exactly. back to normal. Yeah, yeah, which is exactly what uh, the brothers, which we can talk about more if you want, In the beginning said, he said that, you know, essentially once the door is open, the longer that the door is open, the more they'll fade over time. Like they kind of have to act, the spirits have to act immediately. Mm -hmm. So that rings true that Riley just over time got better. Mm -hmm. So you see him kind of, it starts a montage forward as she's watching these things happen. And she's trying to talk to everyone and no one can hear her. And Riley gets better and she sees Riley and her mom and jade her his sister walk out the front door Not of the her hospital. mom
1: riley's mom
2: yeah so i meant to say his yeah. mom yeah. yeah his mom um his mom walk out the front door and the lights start to click off in the hospital and then she sees her dad who survived Another oh, we haven't even talked horrible, about that. Yeah, we can talk about that. But in a bit, yeah. He is walking with his back to her, not ignoring her, and she's calling out to him, and he's ignoring her, which is exactly what she did to him the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the lights are clicking off as he's walking away, and all of a sudden, she's in complete darkness and complete silence, which is terrifying. Like, terrifying for a different reason. Yeah. Not like yeah. you think something's gonna jump out, but just like, Horrifying because you realize what has just happened to mm-hmm. her. Yeah. And then you see a light flicker. Mm-hmm. And she walks towards it. And there's a hand reaching out for her. And she grabs it. And all of a sudden, she is the spirit that's in the seat across from some people in Italy. I would assume they're yeah, speaking. Yeah, I think, it's, sounds like they're I think speaking it's Italian. Italian? Maybe mm-hmm. not. But anyways, a foreign language. And that's how the movie ends. Yeah. And Creating it's that it's super fucking yeah. cool. I love that yeah. ending. Mm-hmm. Even though I knew what was yeah, happening. Yeah, even though it, it was predictable, it was, it was still good. It was really cool. Yeah. We got to talk we about the talk dad about, scene. Yeah. Go ahead, Shannon. Take it away. Forced, yeah. cool. It is really fucked. Another...
1: So throughout this movie, after she is introduced to her, air quotes, mother, there's like telling her to do these things. Like, like Oliver was saying earlier, like you need to put Riley out of his misery, basically. Mm-hmm. Like she's telling her to do all of these things that you think are helping her. But really, Shannon it's a fucking doing
2: quotations. right? Yeah, air quotations <laughs> yeah. helping her.
1: But really, it's a fucking demon telling her to do what it's the demon wants her to do. And so you you find out in the movie that these demons. I don't know if it's a demon can, as
2: much. I guess I keep we keep saying de- demon, but the more I think about it, I don't think they actually are demons. I think they're, they're just, just like spirits, spirits that spirits. just know how yeah, to maybe. manipulate. Yeah, Yeah,
1: but. They talk about how these spirits, demons, can imitate other people, mm-hmm. um, and that's a something. Right away. Yeah, that's something that like.
0: Wait, when do they mention that in the movie? Pretty uh, early.
1: So or no, the mom mentions it. The
2: mom mentions it, mentions it about the yeah. dad, which is a, such a really but they mention what they, yeah.
1: they mention it before the dad, like way before the dad, so you know that it's happening. Yeah. So and then she like reminds her in that conversation. Yeah. So uh,
2: how the scene how the scene plays out basically is she finally goes home. And I don't remember exactly why. I think just she was rejected everywhere else. She mm-hmm. finally goes home and her dad is home. Yeah. And her dad is, you know, asks her to sit down. They're on rocky terms. He pulls out this letter and he starts reading this letter. And it's a really sad moment where he's mm-hmm. reading and basically it's essentially a suicide letter. It's, yeah. it's from Mia's mom, you know, and she is saying how she like, you know, hopes that she has a better life and all these things and that she's gonna kind of pursue a better ending now type of thing. Right. And Mia doesn't really believe it because her up.
1: air quotes mother told her that the well, dad not, is not, lying. Not
2: quite. No, not quite. So she she's well, really upset. she did so...
1: beforehand.
2: No, no, because she... her mom had
1: made comments. Her mom again air Dead. quotes yeah. the spirit demon mom had made comments about like, I would never have left you. Yeah, but so her was, mom does not believe that suicide yeah, but actually there had never happened. Been
2: a, there had never been a confrontation between the dad and- the, No, and for the, sure. But Nia, then her dad is
1: telling point. her this and, and she doesn't believe him because of what her mom had said. Yeah, so she's- so quotes mom. So she's, having, <laughs> so
2: she's having kind of this like crisis where she's like, that's impossible. I know that didn't happen. He's like, how do you know that? Like, this is what happened. I'm sorry I've kept it from you. I just didn't want to hurt you. Yeah. Blah, blah, all these things. And so she storms off into her room- Crying, very upset, because now there's this realization that her mom probably did kill herself, maybe. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really know. Her spirit mom is telling her something that the letter from her mom is telling her. And it's a very creepy scene, because essentially what happens is she goes in her room, and she sees her mom in the reflection of her mirror. She's talking to her mom, and her mom is like, that's not your dad. Like the person in the he, living room is not your dad. Because
0: Mia like um, um notices that someone's banging on the door. Well, but, not yet. Not yet. Yeah, is that not, not yet? And that's yet. what gets oh. weird
1: about it, is because... She's like, before that even happens, before you Mm. hear the banging, before you hear dad calling out, she's like, that person that's telling you that I killed myself in the living room is not your dad. He's lying, like all this stuff. And like convinces Mia that who she just sat down in the living room and had a conversation with is not her father. And then after that, you hear him something
2: so you hear someone air approach the him, door, being the father, saying
1: mia guess, right. mia and then like trying to open the door and the door handle is jiggling you start to hear pounding on the door and he's like getting angry and then
2: and then he well he, no no he bursts so then he bursts in and we've already seen that earlier in the movie we haven't even talked about the Boyfriend to Jay. Oh, no, yeah, that's not not earlier in the thing. movie, <laughs> we probably shouldn't even tackle that. But earl- another interesting relationship dynamic. But yeah. earlier in the movie, it is shown pretty clearly that when Mia is dealing with these spirits, they're not actually there. So she's interacting with nothing, right? <laughs> yeah. So she is this sp- dad spirit thing bursts through the door. His face is all fucked up. It's clearly not her dad. Yeah. Bursts in, and starts choking her and strangling her, mm-hmm. and she's on the ground being strangled and she's reaching for the scissors this is a super climactic moment and then meanwhile while this is happening it's cutting to real dad who's mm-hmm. sitting on the couch and hears Mia like panicking and he starts to bang on the door as well and it starts to kind of line up in this really weird way where he runs into the into the room and he jumps to help Mia who is cho- string like choking and right as he does so she plunges the scissors that she picks up off the ground into t- demon dad's neck and it cuts immediately to that was her real dad. Yeah, just stabbed him as soon as he went to go help her in the neck. And it's like so gut wrenching and mm-hmm. horrible. It's uh, it dad. just yeah. like yeah, it. He's just going to save her. It he's breaks your
1: like, heart because she like treats him like shit throughout this whole movie, and then he's like going in there to save, to save her. her. Yeah. And he just she just fucking gets him Stabs right, him right, right in the, right neck, in the jugular.
2: <laughs> starts spewing blood, and you kind of assume he's dead. Yeah. You
0: assume.
1: You assume. He's
2: dead. Which cuts into the end. You see that he's actually not. He leaves the hospital. Which he's is okay. like, woo! Yeah. But he's. Well, all the, thanks
1: to Jade. Yeah. yeah. That's Jade a whole other thing because.
0: Became a hero throughout this whole film. Like, well, holy because shit.
2: Because yeah. yeah. Mia, yeah. yeah, Mia, you there's know, there's a the lot end, of whole different dynamics. Like, in the end, the conflict happen. kicks off because Mia convinces, you know, calls Jade to tell her, meet me at my house, I have something to tell you. And she actually isn't at her house, it's at the hospital so she can kidnap Riley. Whole thing. Damn. Whole you thing. Know. Yeah. But that's kind of the entire movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot in the movie. There's a lot. And the more we talk about it, the more details. I, I know, remember. we're like, oh, we forgot to bring right, up right, this. Right. We
1: forgot to bring up this. But it's like all, yeah, I don't know. It is, there's a lot.
0: You know, one thing that immediately came into mind after the film, and as we are discussing it, it may not be as valid, but you know how, as throughout the film, the spirits are kind of, you know, having the fun when it comes down to possessing, each of the other teenagers, not Jazz, but then Riley pops out as one that takes target. I'm curious also if, in a way, the spirits used Riley as a proxy to actually get Mia, and that's where it led everything happening. So
1: that's a good point. Because it could spir- be,
0: yeah, because the spirits most likely one of the things that Jade mentions to Mia is that, oh, the, we recognize these spirits can like read your minds, or potentially that's how they know these things or can say. You know, oh, they know your nickname and all that Mm. stuff because they can they possess you. They oh, have access to you. We've all
1: learned throughout the many many years of paranormal and demon and spirit Mm. horror movies that they do tend to cling on to the weaker people.
0: Right, right, and right. Mia
1: is definitely the weakest one because
0: of all the grief that she's going through. Yeah,
1: but Riley's probably a close second.
0: Right, so it could be a circumstance where it's like juggling between the two. But I was curious if the idea of like you know the spirits were actually going after Mia the whole time. They just used Wiley's proxy would be an interesting like way of interpreting the film.
2: Well, and it's also, it's you also, also br- pretty...
0: Kinda,
1: you kind of brought up, and I don't even, maybe, now that we're talking about it, I don't even, I'm saying you as an Oliver. Um, maybe you didn't even mean it in this way. <clears throat> but you brought up, after we left the movie theater, me and Oliver didn't talk a whole lot about it. I plugged mm-hmm. my ears for a lot of the conversation. <laughs> um, but he brought up how the second Mia does the whole hand thing Mm -hmm. she goes over the time yeah the 90 seconds yeah and from there on out everything is kind of like
2: you have an unreliable you don't really know
1: if it's real or not so then there's like my mind kind of went to did riley ever actually do this
0: oh like get injured and everything
1: yeah yeah i Mm. don't know i mean all of this just like a
2: I think I think we're we don't led know to believe if it's actually it, happening. I think we're led to believe that at the very least he did get seriously I think hurt. he probably did, oh, but yeah. then I started Based, thinking
1: like, did he? Did he yeah. not?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and it's it's also in, an interesting callback. Did he get in hurt that bad in the beginning? When Mia is possessed, whatever entity is possessing her, which ends up being the one that's I guess stuck with her the whole time, this like kind of fucked up, bloated lady looking oh, yeah. guy mm-hmm. thing. Right. Wait, do we know
0: if the entity switch?
2: Well, it's it's we're led to believe because that's the same one we see crawl out of the corner. In the, mm. But anyways, when she is possessed the first time for the long period of time, she turns to Riley as the spirit and starts saying like, "He's gonna cut you in half. He's gonna cut you in half." Like whatever, referring mm. to something that's gonna happen to Riley. Mm. So it seems pretty obvious to me that whatever spirit is in Mia is now is also working with another spirit in tandem, mm-hmm. mm. and that is why it's kind of kicking off the way that it is. Oh, fair hmm. enough.
0: So there's like a teamwork aspect. It's like well, a foreshadowing well, for it. another thing that keeps popping off in the film, and this is definitely showcased extensively with the jades, I would say, his possession, is that when they are possessed, they reveal aspects of, Well, that, well, that actually is the trick question, is whether or not the spirits are revealing hidden thoughts or things that they know will impact any particular person that's witnessing this same thing with mia so the way mia was possessed and how she spoke to riley or the way some other characters were possessed and how they reacted to mia Mm -hmm. and then how jade react uh, no um what was his name daniel yeah daniel the boyfriend how daniel when he was possessed how his interactions impacted jade it's like each of the spirits know what it takes to just jab something into another person And And some of it's it's kind of like trying to pry into, yeah. And some of the spirits,
2: it seems, are just like enjoying being in a body for a bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, hence the very awkward scene with Daniel. That was, yeah, but, anyways, yeah. Uh, but then other ones seem
1: Daniel gets his toes sucked by Mia, (laughs) by Mia, but really, Mia thinks it's a demon. That's the whole boyfriend part that we forgot to
2: mention. Yeah. That demon's but some, got a toe fetish. Some demons, yeah, <laughs> some, some demons are just like, it seems stoked to be in mm-hmm. a, another a human body again. Yeah. Others seem like they just want to cause harm or yeah. chaos. Yeah. Which that is pretty.
1: Me as a demon
2: a demon a demon 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 demon
1: i've always said it like that demon. i would just cause chaos
2: oh okay. okay well
0: not now to no. now we gotta make sure we get the well, on. <laughs> i think
2: we've already talked about whether or not we thought the hype was deserved i think or at least shannon has talked about it yeah um
1: what did you think taylor or you said that you didn't really hear a whole lot about the movie.
2: Yeah, no. Uh,
0: honestly, more than anything else... Which is m- surprising to me. Yeah, I know, right? The most I received in terms of anticipation for the film is mainly from you guys. And also, I was aware of the trailer, but that's about it. Like, I didn't yeah. actually hear any major hype about it until after I saw it. And then it was like, I saw random ads on, like, YouTube and stuff. Like, oh my god, get to check this movie. It's like, mm-hmm. considered the best new horror film of all time. Like, what the fuck? And to be honest... I didn't think it gone or like it was necessary for it to gain those type of accolades because I'm like, OK, because right. like for fuck's sake. But do
1: you think that or do you think that just because it was saying that like that's that's mm. kind of what I think about. Like, I wonder mm. if I went and saw this movie without hearing everybody say, oh, this is the best horror movie of all time. Right. If I would have thought that, like if I would have left a the movie theater being like, oh, damn, that's a, like one of the best horror movies that I've ever seen. But yeah. because I heard that, I feel like I expected more.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's kind of like that let me down. And not the fact that it was like a bad movie.
0: To help with that case, um, because I heard about the whole hype element of it afterwards, if someone like came up to me and said, oh my God, talk to me is like the best whole movie of all time. We're like, no, it's not. Yeah, I will straight up say, no, it's not. It's good. And context of like the creators and everything, it's good. Mm-hmm. Is it the best whole like best whole movie of this year? Maybe. But
2: of all, oh, like in this decade, no. Mm -mm. Yeah, it's 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 tough because, like I said earlier, I think it depends on how you honestly. I thought
1: the boogeyman that just recently came out was a pretty good horror movie.
2: Oh, that's kind of your paint by numbers horror movie. Oh, paint by numbers whole movie. Goddamn! That's
1: like, what's that supposed to mean?
2: Just like your cookie cutter, like it's nothing new. Yeah, and like I guess different. that's where
1: kind of where it goes back to being subjective. Like that's what I look for in a movie. Like yeah. I want to be creeped out, and like I was creeped out in Boogeyman versus I was not really creeped out and talked to me. Yeah, I think
2: I think so. I, again, I think in context, it's a creepy of,
1: concept, but it's not like a creepy. I think in context movie. of being kind of a
2: refreshing horror movie, it is. Yeah, I get the hype. I do think that the hype bubble is a little hurtful, but if the hype bubble exists strictly to get people that may not see this movie out to see it, then I th- I'm all for it because again for it's a sure. like private I, it's I not like private that. it's an independent movie that is releasing next to these behemoth movies, and I I, behemoth. I if words. that's if that is why people are are out here singing its praises as highly, or if that's part of the reason, then I'm like I'm all for it. That being yeah, said, but
1: it also like. Maybe that should be one of our questions. Not is was the hype deserved, but something about the hype bubble.
2: Well, I mean, that's part of know. is the hype deserved. And i and to answer that question. But no, it's I don't like, think it's I don't think it's like the best horror movie that's ever that's happened. But that's where it gets or,
1: weird. Like you know? was the hype deserved? Yes, it was a good movie, but was it overhyped and took away from it?
0: Like the hype that yeah, was generated like, was too much. Like was it on the level that the because when I think is the much? hype yeah.
1: deserved, I think of like yeah, I don't know.
0: Like, say, for instance, like, uh, a random, like, side movie, like, not side movie, but side example, Dune. When people said, Dune was fucking good. Yeah. You go check out Dune, it's fucking good.
1: And, like, Th- the hype for that was, like, deserved.
0: Like, it was appropriate for the movie.
1: mm mm-hmm. And, like, if somebody was, is so, let me put it this way. Yeah. If somebody was to tell me, like, Talk To Me is a really good movie, you should go see it. Yeah. And, like, a lot of people were saying that, then I would be like, yes, the hype was deserved. Like, this Fair. is a great movie. Yeah. But because it was like almost a little too much where it was like, oh, this is the best they horror movie. It. They, they overdid it yeah. and
2: that kind of ruined it. I think I think you also have to think of this in terms of what this movie is in that probably most people that went and saw this, because it just came out. Yeah. Like it just came out. I think probably most people that went and saw this weren't expecting much at all because it's this tiny little independent horror movie mm-hmm. and when... You go in with those expectations, yeah, you're probably floored. And like, wow, that is one of the best fucking horror movies I've seen in a long time.
0: Especially for like an Because you film, will yeah. go
2: in there and you're like not expecting a whole lot. Yeah. And so in, in in those terms, I agree. Yeah. But if you're now visiting it after all this kind of all those people have seen it and all those people have talked and it kind of starts to exponentially get bigger and bigger and bigger, the hype bubble... Yeah, it's impossible for any movie to live up to that. So does that yeah. mean... Do Very think, rarely do I ever watch a movie that has an incredible hype bubble that I'm like, yep, it deserves all of
0: it. Well, that begs the question, do you think, as a result, it will detract those that watch the film because they heard about the hype and I mean, it he, will impact the experience? Here's,
2: here's, here's what I will say regarding that. Yeah. I think I think it's... I'm, I'm hard-pressed to think that anyone that genuinely likes horror movies would go into this and not like it. hmm Now, do I think you might go in and not think it's the best horror movie ever? Sure. But I I think for me, it's fairly easy to recommend this as a horror movie to people because I just don't see specifically horror fans. You kind of have to be good with gore and like, you know, the tragedy of it and all those things. Yeah. If you like horror movies, I don't see you going to this and being like, wow, that sucked. Because I just don't think <laughs> yeah. this movie sucks. No, I, I agree. Yeah. I th- think this you movie could, does and not. For the record, in any I enjoyed to Boogeyman suck. too, but I think I totally get how people could see Boogeyman and be like, that sucked. <laughs> you know, like, I, I yeah. do. I do. And I'm not saying I feel that way. I don't. But.
1: No, I could see this it too. Movie,
2: this movie, I'm like, I just don't think people would ever see it and be like, wow, that was garbage.
0: Yeah, you have to like, really like, be special in order to like say something like that. And so for that film.
2: reason, yeah, it's like pretty easy for me to be like, yeah, go see it. It is worth some hype. Yeah, it's worth the hype in the sense of it is good enough for me to say, go watch this movie. That is fair. That is fair. Mm-hmm. Now, this kind of
0: going back to one of the things we talked about earlier about the aspect of drama being a primary element of these this current I would say era of horror films and this is almost like a continuation of that and do you think that this might be like the key element that's going to help horror films like either you know to a degree horror films I have a mainstream stay but there's always like the slash of films and all that jazz but when you consider films like Hereditary and Midsummer as an example just something that's coming to the top of my head now talk to me the dramatic elements of the films are really the things that kind of gives it staying power that kind of lingers in your head. You're like, that was some fucked up shit. But it wasn't because of the horror. It was because of the drama. It's the drama like, was fucked. It's so, maybe
1: not even drama, but like the uneasiness of the movie.
0: Right. Well, actually, I think that's like the key bridge between the horror and the drama is the yeah. uneasy like, element that yeah. connects them in between. I feel
1: like that's like what the horror movies have, I shouldn't say the horror movies have been coming. The elevated horror movies have been becoming. It's mm. like, more so just uneasy feeling, not really to like me horror.
2: To me it's trying to craft
1: sorry, I don't know if that was like answering. No, I mean, to,
2: that's me like a going, yeah. to me it's like trying to create genuine fear, which is Yeah, okay again, fair. which is a lot harder than just jump scares, which
1: paranormal activity created general fear for me. Yeah,
2: maybe like the first movie, but after like the fifteenth <laughs> then uh, stop. but stopped. But, para- <laughs> but paranormal activity I, like, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I totally What was agree. the scariest
1: movie to you guys growing
2: up? Oh, shit. Oh. I mean, as it's fresh in my head, Paranormal Activity really fucked me up because I watched it by myself.
1: The Grudge fucked me up. You I actually watched, watched The Grudge? Damn. Oh, I watched dude, Paranormal Activity sucked me by up.
2: myself in a house in the dark. And this was before the internet. And like, or at least that, the internet, like, I, I didn't have that like one of the, se- the second I didn't have access activities. to it in the same way that I do now. So it was like, I didn't know it was all fake. And it fucked me up. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty fucking scary. Like,
1: and when you go, when you watch a movie and you come home at night and it's like a. You I also watched. Activity, I like...
2: also watched Blair Witch Project in my room that was just like surrounded by a forest, and it was. Ooh, really, really ooh. You watch it like in the dark. Oh, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> another scary story is I watched The Conjuring. That movie fucking scared me when I was younger. Um, did you just... ever see
0: the sequel to The Blair
2: Witch Project? Is I. Did the Blair Witch Project,
0: the book of something or other, right? Yeah, I think it's, like, the one where it's, like, the brother and, like, his, like, group of friends go to the woods and stuff. Anyways, like, yeah. what, I, what I was what saying What about is, you, Taylor? I can barely remember. I, th- I feel like my connection when it comes to the scary stuff is more with games versus, like, mm. horror
2: movies. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. But now I've become so numb to horror movies that nothing really sticks with me much. I mean, yeah. I'm not really one to be like, oh, I gotta turn all the lights on. And, you know, it, it's... I've just seen too many. Do but... Do you there think are, that right there,
0: that's why it has to transition to the dramatic element so that the psychological but impact there is there are. Stronger? But what
2: does stick to me is like, for example, Hereditary. When I first saw Hereditary, what stuck with me is I was not, you know, like turning on all the lights and checking my closets necessarily. Mm-hmm, but what was sticking mm-hmm. in my mind was like the really creepy imagery. I would like mm. think of like a creepy image of it or I would think of how... I'd look at a pile of clothes in the corner and it looks kind of like a person sitting in the corner. And Ooh. that would creep me out. I've always done that, or, though. Or, yeah, but hereditary, like, there that's a major scene in it. So it kind yeah. of refreshes that in your mind. Or, like, really creepy sound design. I'm hearing the sound of, like, someone cutting through their neck with a rope. You know what so, I mean? Like, that there's... makes
0: me realize something that might be important to maybe highlight here. Because when you consider, like, films going from, like, early 2000s, like, say, Bucket, 2015... You had like slasher films, resurrection of slasher films, saw, alien, five, four, shit, and all that jazz. But when you think of films like hereditary and A twenty four films going past, there's a greater level of subtlety when it mm-hmm. comes down to what is being shown. But as you mentioned, sound, imagery, the environment, just like the feeling of things, is much more subtle. Which is perfect because that is the creepiness of it all. Because a lot of the jump scares at more cookie cutter. Like horror films do, it's very overt. It's very loud. It's very ah in your face. But that can get desensitized very quickly. Yeah. The subtlety is what makes
2: it stand out. The but unease, building that, tension, exactly that, that the slow, tension. Slow pressure cooker that can be tension and anxiety is a lot harder to do. But and, when but it's do done you think well,
0: it's being like further refined and crafted. I nowadays? think so.
2: Yeah. Uh I decided. I an, I've answered Shannon's question of the scariest movie that affected me when I was a kid. <laughs> ah, it was a. Uh, I'll never forget it. Easily the movie. Forget everything I just said before. It was uh, The Possession. The, mm. I saw that in theaters. The, it was like one of the first I actually movies. remember you telling me that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw it in theaters by myself when I was like... I can't remember. I don't even think I could drive yet, obviously. I think. Goddamn, you're a young buck. Goddamn. Maybe not. But anyways... The sound of that like Hebrew box talking and mm-hmm. like the you made me watch this movie yeah and it's not very scary it,
1: because it was like the one that freaked yeah, you yeah it's not most. very
2: scary now as a, uh, now with my sensibilities it's, it's, it's like, creepy whatever. but but it scared the fuck out of <laughs> the fuck like, I could not yeah anyways. yeah th-
1: so like the only reason I remember this is like I. I had a sh- I had shitty babysitters growing up and they always like had me watching the most fucked up movies. What the
3: fuck had kind a of babysitter? Yeah, like when have? I was
1: like 4 and 5 I what? was watching like Final
2: Destination. Why the fuck would you babysitter? Wow, that's fucked up.
1: So I was like pretty numb to horror movies like very early on, but for some reason The Grudge freaked me out to the point where like I was watching it with my mom and I was pretty young. I mean, I don't even remember when the first grudge came out.
0: It's like early two thousands. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: it's like back in the day.
1: But I was like so creeped out that I had to like I like hid my head behind my mom's back and I like fell asleep because I just like couldn't watch it. <laughs> and even then I was like having nightmares over and over again. Um, yeah, it was bad.
2: Damn. And that being said, I don't think Talk To Me is necessarily going to be that movie for a lot of people. But yeah. it
1: could be... 2004. It, I, I oh, wow. totally
2: could see this being the movie that a young Shannon or a young Oliver, a young Taylor walks into or streams or something one day. And it is the movie that's like, oh, like really fucking scary. Yeah, especially with the ending, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's dark.
0: So one uh, that's actually what I wanted to kind of dive in a little bit further is like the overall message of the film. Because... I always find it interesting, like, the thematic elements that a film is trying to showcase and explore. So, as you mentioned earlier, this film is heavily exploring the concept of addiction. But it didn't fully catch on, except for, like, little subtle hints, like, oh, I know you did drugs before type of deal. Mm-hmm. But that actually being the focal point of the film in many ways, That mm-hmm. I can definitely see it now that you mentioned it. Yeah. So, do you think the overall message with the fact that the main character just absolutely gets taken and her soul's like, absolutely captured, that it's an exploration of how... One's grief can be so gripping and yes. so strong that they will fall into addictions that will destroy their relationships, yes. the relationships, the friends,
2: the family, yes. everything that they lose themselves entirely. Yes. yes. I think it's also heavily implied. I think that's
1: like the, I think honestly, I think that's probably the main message of the movie.
2: Yeah. I think that's a big, I think that's a huge part of it. Yeah. Um, I think that it's, it is heavily implied that. Mia uses this as an escape yeah. from the from the darkness and depression and mm-hmm. trauma that mm-hmm. she's experiencing. It's heavy imp- heavily implied that she does not want to face any of it. She just is looking for escapism, which is what she uses kind of uses. like the pseudo family for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the family helps, but it, it's heavily implied that she becomes addicted to this, you know, whatever you want to call it. Possession experience. Possession experience, specifically for the times where she is not in her own body anymore. Yeah, she does it as a, as a way to not experience what she's feeling. She says it feels warm and fuzzy, and you're like in the back seat, yeah. kind of. I will say it's when, honestly, as
0: I'm thinking back to that final like sequence in the film where Mia's like recognizing she's, you know, fucked. <laughs> it is. yes yeah, this is a lack like better tell she's fucked. It is a great. It's like well done in terms of what it was able to capture of like the weight of the tragedy of it all because. This is just this poor teenager that's going through a truly dramatic traumatic situation that any person would have a difficulty going through. It's a bitch to go through something yeah. that she'd gone through. Mm-hmm. And throughout the course of the film, yes, there are many points where she could have made a better choice to not fall into this damn situation, and that's kind of the other thing about this film too. There were opportunities for better choices to be made. But she just didn't do it because she was swayed by her emotions and also and, swayed by the you know spirits and all that jazz. And it's unfortunate. But when that moment of realization, when she realizes how far she's fallen and how she cannot go back, it's so
2: sad because it's super sad. And I think that, she that could have, is what it could have been so different. I think that that is what makes the ending so tragic. Is because you do feel for her. Yeah. Like even though it's easy to identify all the points that she should have stopped doing what she was doing or made different choices like you were saying, you also understand why she makes the choices yeah. that she makes. It is understandable. It's not yeah. like, there's so often you watch a movie and you're like, especially horror movies, it, it is a, a trope in horror movies yeah. for people to make dumb decisions. <laughs> it's so bad. It happens bad. all the time. It's so and bad. no one in this movie makes dumb decisions. It all kind of makes sense for who they are. It is clear motivation and because, because though, you can see the threat. And yeah. even though you can be like, ah, oh, Mia, don't let Riley play this game. You know what I mean? Like, even though you can look at it, you're like, You get it. You get why she would do this, or you get why she would think these different things or act this way, especially considering what she's going through. So because you can put yourself kind of in her shoes at the end, it does feel all the more horrible when she has died. And now she's trapped in this, quite literally trapped in this darkness. Yeah. And it's
0: a mixture of not only a good script and like storytelling, but also the acting too is like portrays it very well. The fact that I had a sense that these were like fairly new actors because
2: hey, they're so fucking young. Yeah, they're all first-time actors. It's crazy. It's
0: insane because they do a damn good this job. This is going
2: to blow up Sophie Wilde's career. I can feel you it. You think?
1: Yeah. Oh, we haven't talked about this. What? Sorry, I just have to bring it up. You yeah. know what was the creepiest part about this movie to what? me? If the you had to toast? guess, what would you guess? <laughs>
3: the sucking <toes>. <laughs> 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 that, that was pretty creepy. <laughs>
2: Um, if
1: you had to take one guess, Oliver. What would you say?
2: I can't think of it off the top of my head, Taylor.
1: What would you say? I'm so, building it up to be like something yeah, no. crazy. Yeah, yeah, the no, fucking sure. eyes, the possessed eyes. The that was the creepiest part, for you. Was like the black, wide eye. Okay. It was so creepy to me. I mean,
0: it was damn good. Like, I'm not sure if that was makeup. I don't or think I've ever effects. seen something
1: like that in a movie before. Well, they the, always like so the mom's eyes that mm. you see the air quotes mom, like Mm -hmm, the glazed mm -hmm. over Mm -hmm. like cataract looking eyes. It's like the
0: ghoulish eye. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's like like a
1: normal thing that you see, but these were like black alien possessed looking
2: eyeballs. It was just their entire, entire iris, their entire eye became black.
1: Oh no, no, no. It was way more than that.
2: Their entire, like entire eye, like all parts of their eye.
1: And then the eye was larger than it normally is. Yeah. Uh, So, they're,
0: yeah, yeah, there's oh, like very small oh, white you
2: on gotta, like the sides. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but any no, I I yeah, that's very creepy. But that I don't I didn't think that that was the creepiest part. Well, at I'm all. curious. Like I,
0: I will agree that I, that was a damn think, good effect. I think
2: one of the creepiest parts for me, imagery wise, was probably when she is laying in bed. She just wakes up from a nightmare and, and she sees that in the corner. Yeah, and sees, I was about like, to something sitting say. there, which is again kind of like a hereditary. Mm-hmm. Um, Same same sort of thing used in Hereditary, where there's something in the corner sitting there, yeah, Yeah. and it looks like there's like glowing eyes or something, Mm -hmm. very creepy. Yeah, and then that
1: had nothing to do with anything, the like glowing eyes. No, it
2: ended up like Like when her when her her eyes
1: like like, like, adjusted, it just was like the cabinets or something, and then in the corner there was somebody there. Well, I think the reason
0: why the eyes definitely stand out is that I think it's associated with like predators and prey type of deal, Mm -hmm. because like when some when you're Predator sees prey, The eyes widen, uh, or their, what was it, their irises or pupils widen in order to, like, you know, capture more into their eyes and get ready to hunt. Well, and also, when
2: you're in darkness, your pupils expand.
0: Exactly, exactly. So, it's a combination of those So, elements. I think a
2: good final thing to talk about that I was just thinking about before we get into ratings, it mm-hmm. we've been going for a while now, Yeah, is in the beginning I mentioned that animal. That was yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, in the very beginning, Riley and Mia, when they're having that karaoke blast in the car, they come across a kangaroo. Kangaroo. In the road, Ugh, moaning. And the noises. And, and in pain and dying. Yeah, I was sad as hell. And
3: mm-hmm.
2: it's super sad. And you think... That she's gonna run it over to put it out. And of I was misery. like, "Don't do that! It's going go make it worse." And you th- and she. So basically, she does uh, nothing but letting it just yeah. suffer. I know that's and like the difficulty. She yeah. doesn't call anyone. So it's a really interesting character moment because you kind of start, you kind of understand more about Mia's character right away, and that she chooses indecision instead of making a decision to call someone and help or kill it and put it out of its misery. She chooses to just leave and mm-hmm. not do anything. Um, and Wiley almost like
0: calls out on it too is like what the
2: fuck are you doing like, yeah are you do and then it's interesting at the very end when all the shit is going on in the third act uh, you see the kangaroo in the hospital yeah bleeding and, and walking mm-hmm. away she's having is, like a
0: flashback remembering it yeah,
2: yeah. Um, and just interesting about like how she couldn't put this animal out of its misery in the beginning, but then she is now willing to put Riley out of his misery.
0: Maybe it's because she realized that, oh, I wasn't able to do this, but now when my best friend, like one of my close friends is in danger, like it's an interesting character arc. But also, do you think the spirits put that into mind? What put what in her mind? Like the idea of like trying to like
1: able to do that.
0: Right. Yeah. Like as like puppeteering, like basically the host, it's like, what can we do to motivate her to take out Riley? oh, The kangaroo thing.
3: I would like
2: to think that when all those flashes are going on, that that is a little bit of her actual conscious kind of like trying to pop in and be like, you didn't do this thing before. Mm -hmm. Don't do it now. Or, you know, I don't know. It's like, it's strange, but it's very interesting. I was curious to see how that would tie into the movie in the, in the greater, you know, the greater movie. Cause I was like, I figured it was like some form of foreshadowing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You chose to put like a hurt animal in, like a hurt dying animal tragically in your movie. Please let that make sense at the end. Otherwise, it's just you know sad. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's about that time. It is about that time. Ratings time. Not I don't me. Know. Shannon. Damn. You to go first damn. First last time, so you have to go first. Now. No, Taylor, go first. Godda- Shannon, you need to go first. <laughs>
1: Taylor, you go first. God
2: damn. Like, like okay. wow. All great. right, Taylor go goes okay. first, and then Shannon.
1: Uh, okay, that's fair. Um,
0: let's see. What shall I rate this movie? Blah. Sorry.
1: Uh, <laughs> Dig deep into your soul. Blah. What do the uh, demons tell you?
0: Three point five. <laughs> really? Three point oh, five. Oh, okay.
1: So that's why I didn't want to go first because I also gave it a three point five, and I thought you were going to say that's too low. Damn.
0: Well, okay. So here's here's my reasons for it. So wow, the film's good. Like the film's good. It mm-hmm. definitely offers a nice, interesting new IP and interest. Oh, I swear to God, don't milk this franchise. Don't turn it into a franchise and milk it for we'll love. God. If it's a one and done, good. Mm-hmm. Let it be that fuck's sake. I think it will be. Yeah, you Hopefully. can't
1: make this into a franchise.
0: You'll be fucking surprised.
1: Oh, God. They made <laughs> so,
0: they made like 10 Saw movies. Like if they Well, can do there's that. another Saw coming out. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> <So> anyways, <laughs> anyways. But yeah, so for, it's an interesting new approach to a possession type of, I would say, storytelling mechanic. And it is a dramatic film that explores a fascinating topic. And it is pretty... Heavy and in-depth, but it's well-acted, well-directed, good writing. It was a blast to go through. It definitely keeps you on the edge of your seat, especially when the tense moments happen. You know shit's about to happen, but the execution of it makes you go like, ah, fuck! Yeah. It is a good thriller of a film. Um, and not, it's not exactly super gory in terms of like horror, Like if you've definitely seen stuff like Saw and stuff. It's not that level, but it's worthwhile to check out. If you're a horror fan, as Oliver's mentioned earlier, definitely check it out. If you're more of a casual fan like myself, then it's definitely worth checking out if you're curious to see what all the talk is about. And yeah, it's 3.5 for me. It's not bad. Mm -hmm. It's actually pretty good, but it didn't like wow me to the point where like, oh, now I'm a horror fan. Yeah. You know,
1: I think like the way that you put it, you just said like it's a good thriller movie and that's that's how I would explain it. Mm -hmm. It's not a thriller movie. It is a horror movie. Yeah. But for somebody that is like really into horror movies, Mm -hmm. to me this feels like more of a thriller.
0: Yeah, with some horror elements spliced in.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, That's not necessarily why I give it a three point five. Honestly, I think the reason that I give it a three point five is going back to what I said earlier and just like the hype. The hype hype ruined it for me. That's not fair, though. It's it's not. But like
0: something to consider
3: when you are
1: going into a movie, hearing like, "Oh, this is the best horror movie." I've seen it a long time and then me leaving the movie feeling like it's more of a thriller and not much of a horror, Mm. it does take away from the experience and that sucks and that's like, it's, that's shitty, but that's just, that's how I was feeling leaving the movie and I think that's still how I feel.
2: Interesting. So, I pretty easily categorize this as a horror movie. That being said, I get the thriller elements, but it is like very much horror elements that are driving the plot. Like yeah, no, ghosts, I see that. spirits, scary imagery, body horror, oh, yeah. gore, all those things. Like it is, to me, it would be like if I was buying this movie and putting it in my collection, no brainer horror movie genre. Yeah, no, in right sorry. There. I
0: can still see that. Yeah. So,
2: um, I think it's, I'm honestly surprised that I'm about to have the highest score, but maybe I shouldn't be. I honestly think that this is like a damn good horror movie. It's really honestly fascinating and inspirational that these guys just made this movie and did it the way that they want to do it. Um, is it as good as like Hereditary, which it's getting compared to? I don't think so, mm-hmm. but I think it's really damn good mm-hmm. and refreshing and creative and new. I think I'd give it a four. Damn. Not, I was like half like expecting not a 4.5. I know, but, not, me too. Yeah, if yeah. not a four and a half, a four. I oh, think okay. I'm gonna stick. Yeah. I'd like to watch it again. Honestly, I oh, think, yeah, fair I think
1: yeah. we didn't answer that. Like, rewatchability would. Oh yeah.
2: Would I you mean, watch it? Mm. Yeah, I think so.
0: I might watch it like one more time just to see if there's any like, more additional time. details. Yeah.
1: I don't think I'd, I. don't think it's a movie I'd watch over and over again. Yeah. But one more I time, I
2: probably would watch it again. But it would. You know, it's not a movie that I want to plug on every Halloween because it's, it's. Yeah. It's dark. Yeah. It's, it's dark. heavy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, overall, I do want to say like. It is a good movie. It's a really good movie. I think not it's a just really a good movie, good movie. It's a really it's a, good movie. I think it's a
2: damn good movie.
1: I think this movie is the perfect example of the hype bubble that, that hype movies bubble. can get. It's exactly And how... you go into it thinking that it's going to be something right. that it's not, and that has nothing to do with the movie at all. It has everything to do with social media.
2: Yeah, and I just don't know that that's fair. But It's, I guess it's not. I guess... I'm not
1: saying that it is, but that's just... That was my experience with yeah, the movie. Because
2: yeah. that's how I feel about Barbie. Yeah. Uh, it has to be one of the most over All right. Movies. Well, Anyways, this has been yeah. the cinema hangover. <laughs> yeah, that's. I guess that's, <laughs> that's, that's about it. Wrap it up, all wait, wait, Drink counter.
0: Oh. Uh, no, I think I, we, I just you,
1: finished my th- third glass, and you, you guys are still on your second. God two.
0: damn it. Shannon keeps beating us every goddamn Well, she also did
2: take the last of the wine, so there was no opportunity. Oh, my fucking God.
1: I do love my wine.
2: All right. Fair enough.
1: All right. Later, y'all. This has been Cinema Hangover.
0: Thank you very much for listening, and we appreciate y'all. Thank you. Peace! Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. If you want more Cinema Hangover, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We also post episodes on Spotify,
2: iTunes, and SoundCloud. If you have any movie suggestions or questions, drop a comment on any of our social medias.
1: Also, if you have any drink recommendations, be sure to let us know. And again, thank you for listening.